Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. Hello and welcome to episode 192 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. This episode comes to you straight from my most recent trip to the land of the rising sun. The prototype for this trip was actually my visit with some other kaiju fiends and fanatics in 2015, and uh, because I did a lot of the planning and, and had some very awesome help from some very awesome people for that trip, I thought we had such an amazing time that I definitely decided... It was time to do it for the KaijuCast proper. So, last year, I put out a call to the listeners, let's go to Japan. And uh, this was the first official KaijuCast trip, and you are about to hear a whole lot about that. Because after this musical break, we're taking you with us to a fun hangout episode recording that we did in the Shinjuku Graceries Hotel, and in their one and only Godzilla Room. Now, if you missed out on the trip, don't fret. I would definitely like to plan more of these for the future. Now, speaking of the future, on January 29th, mark your calendars for that day because we are going to be doing our sixth, I think that's the number, emergency broadcast where we broadcast an episode live. We have special guests. We do giveaways. We have a chat room set up for the listeners. It is a ton of fun. Um, But as you can guess, it's already, you know, close to that date and I haven't really pimped this very much so mark your calendars get ready for the next live show aka the emergency broadcast it is bound to be a ton of fun so let's get to the chat with our fanvasion people in Japan Uh, and of course before we do that we're going to hear a song this is by the Kato Kutai band and it is the theme from Redman
and gentlemen listening to the Kaiju Cast. I am sitting here in none other than the Shinjuku Gracery Hotel's Godzilla room on the 30th floor. I'll even give you the room number. It's 3020 because you can't get in without one of these fancy schmancy keys. It's really cool. They've got lots and lots of Godzilla stuff around. If you haven't seen videos online, there are Godzilla posters, sort of like a mural of Godzilla posters. They have the original 1995 Desu head. They have a gigantic hand bursting through the wall and a TV and a kind of a half Godzilla, which is weird. But we'll talk about that in a second because I'm here with the Fan Vaders because we uh, put together a trip called the KaijuCast Fan Vasion where listeners to the podcast came with me to Japan to experience some really cool stuff. Uh, let's meet our contestants, or fan baiters, as it is. <laughs> We're going to start things off with James Thompson. How's it going, man? Good. I'm having loads, loads of fun. Excellent. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Well, I'm from Canada. Canada, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been a kaiju fan since, well, since I can remember. My first was Godzilla 1985. Nice, nice. Like High that. five. Woo. It's been like that ever since. Excellent. So had you ever been to Japan before? No. First time to Japan. First time to Japan. And so far, so good? Yeah, just not doing well with the money aspect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, I can't empathize with that. I'll tell you, no, I am definitely... I've been here so many times and been like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this. But, uh, you know, I always figure out a way to pull through. Uh, so what, uh, what's your favorite Godzilla movie? I know you said your first one was 85. Is that your favorite as well? Um, uh, probably GMK. GMK. Also a great answer. Very cool. So coming up next, Jessica Eschels is here. What's going on, Kyle? How's it going? And, uh, tell the listeners about yourself because unless they actually know you from Facebook, they might not have ever A, heard your voice or B, heard your name before. Yeah, so uh, I'm from Situa, Rhode Island, a very small town, no kaiju action whatsoever. That is a bummer. But it is. It's, I think that's probably a little more widespread than I'd like it to be. Uh, also, Bob Eggleton is a native to Rhode Island, so it's cool. I get to bump into Bob every once in a while. Shout out to Mr. Bob Eggleton. What's going on, Bob? <laughs> I've seen some of your artwork here in Japan while we've been here. So, uh, tell, so this is your first time in Japan? Absolutely. I'm having the time of my life. Cue that song from Dirty Dancing. No, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, tell me a little bit about how you became a kaiju fan. So, it was Christmas, and my mom and dad got me my very first Godzilla film, which was uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and ever since then, I was hooked. Hooked. Like, I'm sure the rest of us are. <laughs> now, next up in the roster, we have Mike Weber. What's up? Now, Mike and I have known each other for a while. He's been a listener for quite some many years to the Kaiju cast, and has actually visited me out in Portland, and we hang at G-Fest every year, and he's a rad dude, so I was super happy you came along on the trip. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, dude, thanks for being on the show, <laughs> and uh, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, sir. 
Uh, huge, not nearly as huge as a fan as everyone else you'll be hearing from of a Godzilla fan, but, uh, you know, grew up in Chicago watching, uh, Ultraman after school, uh, we talked about it later, Spectre Man, and then, you know, would stay up late past midnight to watch King Kong versus Godzilla. Nice, And, uh, I have two nephews, Tyler and Brody, huge Godzilla fans, and... Last three years at G Fest, I've been emptying my wallet there for them, <laughs> and that's, that's where I hang out with you and have awesome. biru afterwards. Biru, and we're having biru now, except for Jessica, who's having a smear not ice. Kung pao. Did you say kung pao? Kung pao. So yeah, first time to Japan, and uh, couldn't be happier for the group of people and our tour guide, the illustrious tour guide. Um, I don't think if we all got together without you, we could have come darn near what we've done this almost full week. Well, this has been a group effort, for sure. But I'm, I'm so glad you guys... I mean, this has been a great group, and the, I'm not wrapping that up in any means, because we're going to move on to James Yance, a.k.a. the mayor of dinosaurs, y'all! Woo! Duly up? elected. Yeah, how's it going, man? Uh, great. Uh, this is a lifetime dream come true. So, uh, for the people who follow you on Twitter, on Tumblr, Tumblr, yeah. Tumblr, the people who follow me on Twitter are must be the saddest people on earth. <laughs> You're a part of the Tumblr Kaiju crew. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Indeed. So, uh, what? This is obviously your first tar- time to Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself as a kaiju fan. Uh, been a kaiju fan since I was uh, wee small. I believe I believe my first movie was uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Awesome. <laughs> um, and then just you know spent the la- the the next you know twenty years of my life hoping to stumble across a DVD in a store because it was always hard you know. <laughs> and then now it's just you can get everything. You must be super happy when you go into the stores and see, like, everything available mm-hmm. or hear about all the cool stuff coming out. Uh, well, yes, and and then now you spend money buying more versions <laughs> of the same movie because <laughs> the collection is never complete, is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 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 I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't own five copies of Monster Zero. <laughs> so, uh, first time in Japan, first time in... Uh, in a group, like, tra- have you ever done a travel group like this before? No, no, not a travel group. Um, I, uh, my wife and I, Emily. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> Shout out to Emily, by the way, who was not able to make it to this trip. She was supposed to come, and uh, we're all real sad that you didn't make it, Emily. Because I'm sure she's listening right now. <laughs> Definitely, especially right now. Especially, <laughs> especially. Well, right now, as you're hearing this, because James is probably going to play it in... In, at home for her, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at least this part. Right. Um, yeah, we've been to Ireland and I've been to Germany and, uh, but no, we've never gone with like a, like a group. Um, right on, right on. Yeah. So, uh, and also James and his, his lady Emily have come out to visit in Portland one time. That was kind of cool. We had dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got to meet Lady Kyle. Yeah, that's and, right. That's uh, right. And the, uh, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men. Oh, yes, yes, Proud. Miles, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, I'm glad you're here, dude, but we're going to go ahead and talk to Mr. Clancy Peterson, who has been on the Kaiju cast before. Ooh, returning guest. <laughs> returning guest, yes. Yeah, hey, uh, hello, everyone. Nice to uh, be talking to you again. <laughs> nice to be back. 
for your second episode. What the hell was I thinking making this your second episode? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, man. So Clancy's from Portland as well. He was on the episode that we did after the Mothra Rift Tracks experience that we had. Yeah, and then another one that was oh, shortly news, after yeah, Z-Fest. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A news episode. Oh, third yeah. Debut. Yeah. Three Peter. Oh, third. Very good. A three Peter, yes. I like that. I like that. A three Peter Fender. So, uh, first time, not the first time to Japan for you, no, right? No, it's not my first time to Japan, um, but it is definitely my first time to Japan with a group of kaiju fans, um, which is a big r- reason I wanted to go on this trip. Um, and it hasn't disappointed. Uh, it's just excellent to actually be with people that are also, you know, geeking out over the same things that you are and, uh, not being the person where someone says, Hey, uh, this guy's really into Japanese things. And then you tell them what you like mm-hmm. and they're just almost kind of confused. They glaze <laughs> over a little bit. Like what you like, <laughs> we don't even watch that here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun and, just really cool to experience, you know, watch everybody else that's here. Um, You've been watching me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Creeper. Well, it's the surveillance cams I installed inside your glasses. <laughs> and everybody's glasses that just you are wearing, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's just been awesome to just you know, have that, this shared experience. Excellent. I'm sure it's been fantastic to be around my weird ass sense of humor too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's get into some of the nitty gritty and talk about some of the cool things that we've done. We don't necessarily have to go with our favorite things, but like, Let's say James, uh, Canada James, as we, I've sort of been CJ. calling you. So uh, CJ, right? Yeah. So CJ, tell me what's uh, what's been some of your favorite things you, you have done here oh. in Tokyo? Because we've pretty much yeah. only been in Tokyo, pretty much. We've just visited Toho for the first time. Yeah, like, yeah, amazing. That you was see that mural. Oh yeah, that mural is amazing. Oh, it's so beautiful. That was so. The first thing that we did pretty much was we went out to Ultraman Street, walk down Ultraman Street to Toho Studios, where we just went outside, because I don't have the proper connections to get me inside. Uh, but yet. Yet, yet, yet. But, you know, the cool thing is, like, I... After today? I, <laughs> I'm not upset by that in the least. So, uh, so what was you, Did you like the mural best, or did you like the, the six-foot-tall Godzilla statue? Well, they're both... Fantastic. They are. It's just the idea of like being that close to where it all happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I really like, and I, I think you guys probably got this when we were walking down Ultraman Street, when you're like walking down the street and you get to the certain point where you can look through the uh, alleys at the at the actual studios that they've got there. Uh, man, it's like, I think that was the first thing that I saw when I first walked down yeah. Ultraman Street, and I was like, oh, this is it! Oh my god! That's one of the big studios! Yeah, uh, where the magic happens, for sure. Right on. Jessica, what about you? Like, what, was there, like, one moment in particular where you were like, this is it? Well, I've actually had three bucket list things crossed off this trip. Okay, let's lay, lay them on me right now. Uh, well, number one, coming to Japan. Okay. Number two, going to Toho. Okay. And finally, which takes the cake over anything else, we got to hold the original Oxygen Destroyer 
from the 1954 Gojira. Now, you may be saying to yourself at home, wait a minute, they didn't go inside Toho. How did they get to do that? The plot thickens. The plot thickens. <laughs> and yet, I think we should actually put a pin in that, and we'll come back, because that's sort of a... That's a pretty major highlight. That is. (laughs) So uh, we'll come back to that in a little bit. But But, uh, uh, actually, there's going to be a fourth bucket list thing (laughs) marked off when we go up Tokyo Tower tomorrow. Right, right. So this is, for the listeners, we're recording this the night before our final full day here in Tokyo. So uh, hopefully you guys have all gotten exhausted with some of the things that we've done. Exhausted? What are you talking no, about? No, no. a mountain. Uh, some of us climbed a mountain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I partially climbed a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick bird. <laughs> You're also going to go your wife this part, too. <laughs> Mike, uh, tell me a little bit about what some of your favorite... Uh, what was, Give me one of your favorite things from this trip so far. Well... We'll put a second pin in it for my number one thing. All right, yeah, cool, gonna, cool. We'll circle back the wagons around and come back to that. Um, I don't think there was anything, one specific thing. And again, sounds a little dopey, whatever. But I think the overall experience, having someone to, I mean, the train stations. Like, there's an art to figuring that out and getting us all around and everything. It was amazing to not have to worry about that. And go all over Tokyo and multiple train lines, uh, getting on bullet trains and stuff like that, and having no worries where we were going. I thought that was really cool and made the whole experience just at ease, even though there's so an expletive my- deleted amount of people <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere going every which way with absolutely no visual, directional, uh, what would you say there, like... No one's paying attention to the directions. And they don't care about your personal space. They do not care. There's no personal bubble here. Um, No, so I I truly mean that. I mean, being able to come to a new country, uh, focus in on kaiju or uh, foods, you know, different things like that, and uh, not having to worry about it, and just Mm -hmm. like with a group of new friends and just being able to zig and zag and go everywhere, it was amazing. You cool. Know, Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. you saying that. I yeah. mean, so th- what Mike's getting at there is that, like, because I've been to Tokyo so many times, <laughs> bragger. <laughs> yeah, humble brag. The uh, no, but I'm you know very familiar with the train system here. I'm very familiar with like the hallmarks of what I need to get around the city, even though I don't read or really speak Japanese, which we learned on this trip. Which you learned pretty freaking late on this trip. I was. <laughs> we did the fun trip. No, there. There actually was in the fine print, actually. I don't remember. Actually, absolutely was in the fine print. I remember writing that specific section in the fine print document, but the... uh he didn't sign. No, no, no. It wasn't for signing. It was just for reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't need you was, to confirm that you read it. It was a verbal contract. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the, yeah, so I've... Uh, I've I, I'm experienced in Tokyo, so I'm happy to share those experiences. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this trip is that, like, I've been able to come to Japan, uh, again, humble brag, enough times that I feel like I can get around and I know where the cool things are. And I feel like, for the most part, I have a pretty good uh, finger on the pulse of kaiju stuff happening in Tokyo. Although, 
some things slip through the cracks. They just kind of always do. I, I'm really happy that, uh, that that is appreciated by my fellow fans here. And, and, Indeed. A, and a mini third part, and we can get to it when we talk about it, was uh, hanging out with a film crew and doing a little uh, oh, yeah, on-screen yeah. screaming and running was nice. cool, too. <laughs> now, you I, should emphasize that it's a kaiju movie that we're doing, not some other thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> Made Cafe. <laughs> Made Cafe, the I movie. I still want to go there. <laughs> so did you hear that Mike and I went to go, so sidebar, that we're just going to give the listeners the sidebar. Mike and I went to go have a beer when we were at Nakano Broadway, and then uh, James, uh, CJ here, had said something about wanting to go to a maid cafe. And then after Mike and I had the beer, we were walking on the first floor and saw a freaking maid cafe that served beer. And but the, like, the no. setup to that was we had to walk around to find a place to have a beer. Totally. Just yeah, a beer. Yeah, yeah. And we could have just had, like, annoyingly cute kawaii <laughs> girls serve us beer and tell us how how smart we are. I don't know how that works yet because I've never been to the main cafe. I don't know. The problem is that we had already had our beers and it was time to leave. Anyway. Uh, so, Mr. Yance, mm-hmm. how about you, man? What's been some of your... What's been a highlight in this trip for you? Uh, something that... Uh, Stands out above all the rest would be drinking with Mr. Shinpei Hayashiya. Oh, that I was more fun than I've had in a long time. So Shinpei Hayashiya, for those who are not familiar, is an independent kaiju film director here in Tokyo. He's also a Rakugo performer. If, you have, if you've never heard of Rakugo or Shinpei Hayashiya... And I'm guessing you haven't watched my documentary. By the way, watch Hail to the King's 60 Years of Destruction on YouTube now. Selfless so, plug. Self shameless. Absolutely shameless. But Hayashiya-san is like absolutely the you know the funniest Japanese person I've ever met. He's hilarious and he's so fun to be around. He's warm and loves hanging out with vegetarians. Loves hanging out with vegetarians. And so you met him previously at G Fest, right? Uh Yes, briefly. Briefly, briefly. Very, but you very were there briefly. the same year that he was there, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Facebook friended him after, yeah. you know, once you friend a couple of people, then, like, other people start accepting your requests. And, yeah. That's, so, like, honestly, yes. that's so much better than, like, accepting friend requests from people in high school. It's like, oh, oh, I, I got a connection to this person now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, Wait a minute. Now I have... Five mutual friends. What's that? You went to high school and there was Facebook? Yes. Yes. Back? No. 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 I was going to say, I don't think any Not even MySpace, dude. No. I went to high school when there was no internet. Oh, when the dial-up? No. No, actually, that's not true. There was dial-up when I went to high school, but... When I was in high school, that was some nerdy crap, and that was like my brother did that. Who... Who'd have thunk years later? I'd <laughs> be checking the internet every five seconds. Uh, but no, that's, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, really glad that we got to hang out with Hayashiya. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jessica here for reaching out yeah, to Hayashiya as well. So, for all that doesn't, don't know, uh, me and Hayashiya became good friends because of Mr. Mark Harvino at G Fest. We went out to dinner and stayed in contact. So, when we got here to Japan, uh, he actually reached out to me, and we can go into the details of that later. 
Sure, sure. All right. It's so secretive here in the I know. Godzilla room. You'll have to pay attention to the third act. Stay tuned. <laughs> for an essential charge, I'll play that portion of the podcast for you. Clancy, what about you, man? Tell me some of your highlights from this from this trip. Well, first, the cost of this room you might actually want to put this up on Bandcamp and charge a dollar for the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely that dinner that we've been speaking about, that was a very special moment, and it was really cool to be able to sit down with some people that are actually living in Japan mm-hmm. um, and just have that shared moment, even if there is a bit of a language barrier. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, even if you don't, if you can't 100% communicate, human beings can find a way and it was some of the biggest smiles from everyone, um, and just a lot of good laughs. And they took us into their house, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was very special, and it just made this trip feel quite unique. Um, I think we should actually dive into that right now. Like, I don't see any reason to put that off until later in the episode. Yeah, let's do it. So Shinpei Hayashia invited us into his house, but more importantly for this story. And maybe for the listeners' ears, he also invited us to be part of his brand new kaiju indie film, Deep Sea Monster Raiga versus Lava Monster Oga. Do you okay. have to put that deep sea thing part in? Yeah. Can it just be Raiga? Can it just be Raiga versus Oga? Yeah. No. 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 It no. can. Yeah. It can, but it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> just redo the, let's get into it now. No, no, no. Oh, we're going to keep going. Okay. It's all good. I'm really good at editing. <laughs> so, uh, so Hayashiya asked us to be in this movie, and we absolutely, positively, gladly accepted that challenge. So we went over to his house, um, which I should say was after we went to the Studio Ghibli Museum, which I thought was a lot of fun. I, this is the second time I've been. Uh, but Hayashiya, basically, as soon as we got in there, he put me into a cool uniform with the red cravat and the black, uh, <laughs> black military outfit. Military garb. Yeah, totally. Ta- definitely had a tack vest on. I'm trying to figure out what you would call the shirt that was underneath, but regardless, I looked some sort of like a sort of badass Santa Claus. And, uh, he had a line for me. So I'm looking forward to the line. And, uh, and we, we went out and we did a few takes, came back afterwards. And then he grabbed the rest of the group. We headed out to, I think, what was a park first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we saw, uh, they shot a scene where they became the fleeing crowd, which is like one of my favorite parts of any of these films, <laughs> like the fleeing crowd running away, pointing at the monster. It's going to be good. I know that they're going to rock that thing. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. There's some awesome moments, Android moments, and yeah. uh, hey, we agreed not to talk about that. <laughs> okay, sorry. We won't talk about Android moments, but the, it was a ton of fun. You had a blast, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah so much. Yeah. Even, even, uh, you know, with the retakes. Yeah, yeah. But the cool <laughs> thing is, like, it was he just he just laughed it up. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he was a man who is he would just like make that fun of you for so whatever you did and so high as she had to, Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just. He's like, ah, okay, go, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> the craziest thing is the director of photography, cameraman, was Ultraman 7 suit actor. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Here, let me... Uh... In the 90s? It was a really special invitation because not 
everybody that comes to Japan and is friends with him, he reaches out to like this. So to get an invitation like this, as Clancy was saying earlier, to have dinner with him and experience that and, and even more with the culture. And it's just the sense of friendship was really, really touching. I mean, I've said this before, like, he, he just is welcoming. Like, the kind of guy where it's like, you feel like you don't have that weird, awkward veil of, like, how do I communicate with this guy? He just walk in and he's like, he can immediately look at you and go, I'm going to find a way to make you laugh. He makes it work no matter what. It doesn't matter the language barrier. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, I think that was that was what was extremely cool about the two two big opportunities that we've had. Maybe I'm forgetting one, but but that fact that we got to have that connection with some people that are here is that you know obviously um, the society's you know a little different or a lot well really a lot different than it is back home. Um, but as people that don't speak Japanese and people that have come here. Um, and just the fact that you have, you know, you get on the subways and people aren't traditionally, you know, talking a lot on the subway. Yeah, and true, even true. if we could, we can't communicate to them directly. Um, so to just be able to sit down and, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, tons of people here, just like anywhere, are just great people. And it was just a lot of fun to experience that. And yeah, he was a funny, funny guy. And, they seemed just as excited to hang out with us as we were to <laughs> hang out with them, um, which felt really cool. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, uh, Hayashiya is like, he's like kind of like the Japanese uncle I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So uh, what else did you guys like? I mean, so, I mean, obviously, look for us all in uh, Raiga versus Olga. There you go. I dropped, I dropped the, you know, <laughs> the foofy names. <laughs> what was, uh, what was another highlight for you, man? What was like a cultural highlight, non-kaiju highlight for you that you've liked here in this trip so far? Just having, uh, sushi here. Oh, Just Japanese sushi. Having yeah, yeah. Japanese sushi here was like a highlight with the revolving. Okay. <laughs> so we went to a, yeah, it's called a kaiten sushi, which just means, it's just like a boat sushi, basically. Yeah. yeah. So. We went to we went to a Kaiten sushi place right after we visited their our first big store building in Akihabara, and uh, that was fun. That was good. Good sushi. What was your favorite sushi bit you had, or do you remember them? I don't remember their names. <laughs> I just grabbed things that looked weird. Nice. <laughs> and they flies or like a tentacle. Just take a picture and post it on Facebook. <laughs> say I ate that. Nice, nice. How about well, you? I wanted the whale. Oh. You wanted to <laughs> So culturally, for me, it was Mount Takao. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all the temples. Um, I love Japanese architecture. Mm-hmm. So seeing the old temples and being able to learn about that part of their heritage has always sparked my interest. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, just for so the listeners, like, because I'm assuming the listeners know what sushi is, but they might not know what Mount Takao is. Give us 108 reasons. Come on. 
So Mount Takao is a is a is a mountain that is due west of Tokyo. It's not too large compared to Mount Fuji, but at the top of the mountain they have this temple that's dedicated to Tengu. And if you're not familiar with yokai, which I can understand, uh, Tengu is a yokai. It's a bird-human sort of hybrid, like demigod that uh, you don't want to mess with. But you know the cool thing is this temple is there to like sort of pay. Uh, pay tribute to them, and also to, uh, it's a Shinto, yeah, it's a Shinto temple, and I think there was also a Buddhist temple at the, at one other end of it, and, uh, it is really cool because you get up to it, we got up to it, I should say, there are crazy <laughs> people who hike the entire thing, but we went up a, <laughs> no, the entire thing. Oh, from starting from, from yeah, the base, yeah. <laughs> which someone oh. didn't do. Oh, way to way to burst my bubble there. <laughs> That's the deflation, James. So no, but no, you you rocked it up those stairs, my friend. You rocked it up the stairs. But yeah, we took a cable car up, uh, which is was super steep and got steeper as it went up. I've never been. How steep was it? Thirty one well, degrees. Thirty one degrees. That's right. The steepest point was the steepest point in El Tokyo or all Japan. Steepest angle of a cable car. Nice. Yeah. But I think it also said like it's the steepest angle. Well, without quoting it, because I can't remember what it said. It was, uh, it was really cool. We got up to this one section, and then we got off the cable car, and they had a nice little area. G- CJ here got some sake in a box. Box sake. Was that hot or cold? Cold. Okay. I haven't had hot yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, also, let's we'll get some ice cream, too. Ice cream was very good. Ice cream on the top of the mountain? I don't know what I had. It was freaking amazing. Was it the, the steam bun? bun with the red bean paste? I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, those yeah. were really good. What is it called? Uh, I don't remember either. There's a name for it. I want to say it's Onko, but don't quote me on that. I mean, thinking about the word steamed bun with red bean paste inside does not sound appetizing. It was out of this world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Nice. Amazing. Yes. amazing. It's, it's, it's lightly sweet. I, I am a huge, huge fan of the, the red bean stuff. Although when I was here as a kid, my mom got us some, what she said, thought, I should say, what she thought were fudgesicles. <laughs> she's like, oh, I got you guys some fudgesicles. So we opened up the fridge and, or the freezer, pulled them out. And it was just like, after about three or four licks or whatever, it was kind of like, I don't think this is fudge. Dude, I have the greatest image of me, Kyle. Saying, still got the beer. But still has the beer. I want that action figure. I want that action figure. It comes with the popsicle. <laughs> So, uh, yes, that was my first introduction to Red Bean. And I think that was, I immediately was turned off by Red Bean because I was expecting fudge. But as an adult, I definitely appreciate that taste. I've had it in a lot of stuff like, you know, taiyaki and uh, obviously like futumaki and stuff like that. So it's a lot of really cool desserty stuff. It's a sweet, sweet paste. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steam bun. Mm, that actually sounds real good right now. Also, the donuts at the uh, at the Studio Ghibli Museum had 
had the sweet bun or sweet red bean with cream and cheese with cream cheese and museum beer. Oh yeah, that was so good. Anyway, but back to Mount Takao. So we went up to Mount Takao and uh, climbed the one hundred and eight. Yeah, oh yeah, the monkeys. We had climbed one hundred and eight steps. Our legs were killing us by the. Actually, they, I don't know if they were killing us by the end of the day, but the next day they, they were, were exhausted. But the next day, yeah. Uh, and after we checked out the temples at the top of the mountain, we came back down and went to a monkey enclosure zoo, which was really, really much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Some of those monkeys were aggressive. These are called macaques. They're the sort of red-faced monkeys that you see. Coming uh, out of the steamed water with snow. Yeah, yeah. No snow, even though we're here in January. A couple, no, mm-hmm. a couple okay, of those, a couple of those monkeys were also lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to point it out to everyone. There were kids around, but <laughs> there was definitely a little action going on at the top of that mm-hmm. monkey exhibit. Love nest, yeah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. So, Mike, what about you, man? Aside from the red bean paste, what was one of the highlights, culturally speaking? Well, I know we're keeping this PG, so I won't talk about using the toilets and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> um, it's really weird being in a very busy, very populated society and massively busy train stations. And for the most part, everyone's quiet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You only get like spurts. Polite, but annoying because of how they walk around and zig and zag and think they own the road and all that. Um, So it's weird being in a society and just kind of taking that in where it's completely different, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Um, So it's been fun to immerse in that, you know? And, you know, even though we really didn't get into it, but being here on a holiday, we kind of saw some people on the coming of age day, coming of age day, um, you know, dressed up old school and stuff like that, which was interesting just to see a few. It would have been cool to see a lot, but, uh, I think that was really interesting. Yeah. I really, I mean, I love seeing the old juxtaposition against the new, like, you know, we saw these, uh, these girls in these. Beautiful kimonos. I should actually probably back up and step and say we're here for coming of age day. Like James mentioned, that is when Japanese, uh, girls and boys who are turning 20, they have a celebration here. And basically the, the girls uh, get kimonos with these cute, beautiful fur collars and the dudes dress up. It's, they dress up, I'll say. Some, some of them were just like sort of dressed really well. And some of them were dressed in their own kimonos and yutaka, yukatas. Uh, but overall, it's just kind of cool to see that old against the new, the, you know, the met- extreme metropolis of Tokyo. It's so, it's, it's, I like how they have that traditional stuff all, and it's everywhere. You know, the, the temples that are in the middle of the city, you know, for just because that's where they've been for hundreds of years, you know. Or maybe I shouldn't say hundreds of years. Maybe I should say decades. <laughs> I would say the final thing, culturally, that I would desire, and I've been saying it a couple times to everyone, is I'd like a, an extra foot in every direction. Up, down, left, right, forward, back. <laughs> it would be really easy to, or it would be more easy to navigate. Uh, especially going in stores. You just need the bubble. Uh, sitting on a train, you know, I have yeah, wide yeah, shoulders yeah, yeah. and the seat 
space is really short, so I kind of have to like really crunch in when people are sitting next to me to be polite. And yeah, on a packed train, it. those seats are engineered for Japanese for but sure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, going on a bus in the freezing cold and sitting on that. After a while, it's just like I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> uh, the train system, yeah. So we went on definitely on a couple trains that had felt like they had heated seats. Definitely. Felt like they were. Well, they were. I, James was saying that he thinks it I, was just a heater to the train and because it was the, under the seats. I mean, I, I, I felt the hot air coming yeah, out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just saying that like that's, he's being humble. He's saying absolutely 100% those seats were not heated. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I am there. If, they, if they had been heated, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the, uh, the, the, tra- I, you know, the train system is actually one of the things that I've grown to love that's over amazing. the course of the, you know, my trips to Japan. Uh, I will sing its praises. Obviously, it is not 100% perfect. But man, it is efficient. It runs on time. It clean. It's clean. A hundred times cleaner than the, the New York subway oh, system. Yes, I'm uh, taking your word for that. But uh, <laughs> and the last thing I was going to say is entertaining, because yes. not only do you have the cool, crazy chimes that play at each of the different stations, which are all different, you also have. The ads on the subways, you have the, you know, the banners and big signs on the platforms and stuff like that with the crazy... The invisible <laughs> seals. The invisible yeah. seals? Well, oh, the yes, seals. the invisible oh, seals. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I was totally thought, I thought when I brought up the posters, you were going to talk oh, about yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, no, the po- all the warning like, signs. I don't understand the posters, which I'll get into in a second, why they have them. But there are posters everywhere, and I don't know what we've seen. 12 or more, 12 or 15 different styles to explain etiquette in the train station. The best being, don't be drunk with a cartoon character of some drunk dude <laughs> and fight with a train station like attendant or cop or whatever. And his tie is always yeah. on his head. Yeah, I mean, like, and they're like serious. Wait a second. When we were just walking up the street from yes. dinner, did yes. you see the dude with the yeah, tie with on his head? Great yeah. striped tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a myth. Um, there were a bunch of drunk guys in suits, and it looked like. It looked like six or seven of them were playing, like, Monkey in the Middle with the other one's briefcase. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what was going on. Hey man, that's what it looked I don't like. understand that, uh, <laughs> that cultural aspect of this country just yet, but I'm sure it'll come eventually. Yeah, it became well, a game. I think James saw him first. <laughs> that, uh, uh, not that, but posters <laughs> in some way no. about, like, etiquette. And I just started, like, I gotta take pictures of these. These yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, be polite when you pass someone in a narrow passageway. It's like, well, how do you not know that? How does everyone not know that? So I really like the selfie stick warning for the bullet train. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> how about that bullet train that came by? Oof. Oof. So we were standing in this uh, station, Koyama, and, uh, or Koryama, and we were waiting for our train, but while we were waiting for our bullet train, I noticed, because I was walking... The middle I was, rail, because yeah, it was a yeah. park one. Uh, well, I was watching down the line, right, and I saw it coming, and I was like, oh, I should probably get my phone out, but by the time I had even thought about that, it was upon us, and it was fast, and it was loud, and it was... I think... You could physically feel it, <laughs> like the air push back against you. It was our train scary. was, what, you clocked it at 167, the highest one? Yeah. 
I wasn't checking the whole time, but that was the highest that I saw. Yeah. And, uh, As that went screaming by us, my words were, and hence the name Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally scared me because it was like, I mean, once it was gone, it was fine. Yeah. But yeah. it was like almost this moment of where you're like, like when you're on top of a mountain having a little bit of that, you know, vertigo and you're, yeah. yeah. It, it did feel like I was in a, Dangerous place. And for a second, for you're a like, minute. "My God, there's no guardrail here." Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not even close to the platform, but I felt like I might trip you're in and I will yes. be dead. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, it was like a roller coaster just having it go by. And then even when we got off of it, I found myself just sitting there. Like when we got back to the hotel and we were just kind of chilling for a while, and I'm sitting in my bed in the hotel room, and it almost felt like I like I was still getting that sensation. It's like when you spend all day in the wave pool. Yeah, I, I still did, feel it. I did have like that vertigo feeling also. Yeah, it, it was, was the cool. smoothest train mm-hmm. I've so ever been on, incredible. and the fastest. I mean, it didn't have that sound. Like, oh no, not the bullet train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about the regular train. Yeah, um, but one last thing that I at least like to say about. The train stations, you mentioned the chimes um, when you took us to Ultraman Street and had us wait around mm-hmm. to hear that chime. The fact that it played the Ultraman song, mm-hmm. I just looked over at, I think it was Kyle, and just said, I can't stop from smiling. I could probably just sit here for like three hours and <laughs> listening to that chime because I think it is just so awesome that. They, that they do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the, the, have we talked about it earlier? Uh, the Takata no Baba. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that so many times when I was in the train earlier with my friend Yuriko. We stopped at that stop and the doors opened and I started singing it to her. <laughs> she was like, Oh, you like this song? <laughs> like, I've heard it so many times on this trip. So, moving on, James, favorite cultural element of this trip? Uh, favorite cultural element. Um, uh, I like, well, you brought up the sort of the juxtaposition of the, the very ancient and the very new. Mm-hmm. And so, when you're just. Just walking down, uh, one of the big streets in Shinjuku or, uh, uh, Ikebukuro mm-hmm. that just the neon everywhere, the huge signs, you know, the, the, uh, animated billboards that are like singing at you or screaming <laughs> at you or, and there's maybe a dog that's exploding or a businessman <laughs> who turns into a noodle <laughs> and all of that. And then underneath there's still, there's just this very, uh, strong current of their traditional culture and somehow somehow in the west it's either one or the other and and i'm not saying they blend it here mm-hmm. but it's they're um, layered or something it, it's uh well the I mean, the old temples are also still spread out throughout the city yeah yeah exactly um and it's you know growing up you know watching like you know akira and mm-hmm. um uh, you know, reading cyberpunk, like Neuromancer and stuff, just that, that feeling is something that I've I wanted to be right in the middle of. Yeah. For a long yeah. Time. yeah. When it rains, Mike said, give oh, me yeah. a neon handle umbrella. Oh, I was so Blade Runner. That yeah, yeah, look yeah. at Kyle. I was like, please tell me there's going to be one person with a, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wait, so Clancy, 
What did you find to be one of the best or most favoritist cultural elements of, of being here in Tokyo? Well, while I think all of these Japanese things that we're interested in, you know, obviously Godzilla being the big one um, for why we've come together, you know, to take this trip. Um, I think all of that is art and very important to Japanese culture. But Studio Ghibli, for me, and the art of Hayao Miyazaki mm-hmm. is extremely important, at least to me, when it comes to thinking about the things that I love about Japan. Um, and just, you know, the beautiful things that he's put out in the world with the stories that he puts together um, and just the art itself. So being able to see that museum, mm-hmm. to me, that was like, that was as, you know, as someone that has been here before, um, th- I hadn't done that before. And that was at the top of my list. And it, it, it was incredible. Just like walking up to that place and mm-hmm. immediately seeing it as you're coming up. I mean, you get a little taste of it as you're walking up with the placards sure, with the characters yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I'm walking outside of it and just seeing the museum. It, there is no denying that you're about to see a Studio Ghibli museum when you look at the outside of the building. Yeah. I recommend anyone to go online and check it out because um, other than the outside, you can't take photos. So um, so we I'm don't sure you... have any evidence of someone <laughs> climbing this... on the cat bus. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will gladly admit that I took two rides <laughs> in the cat bus and had just as much fun as all of the little kids that were in that cat bus it that has to be exactly what it's like to be in the cat bus <laughs> it is the softest seat right that i've ever sat on so sidebar uh talk to lady kyle after after we went uh-huh. to this, the ghibli museum because she and i went in 2013 and uh i was i was like hey by the way i think they added some new stuff but because i've got a terrible memory jaw you know remind me was there a section where you could sit inside the cat bus? And she was like, what? <laughs> so, no, yeah. that was not. So that whole part was new? Yeah, yeah, that whole part was new. New to me. And yeah, um, so cool, so cool. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, but just, like, when you walk into that place, you know, you drop down into the museum, down the flight of stairs, you're already seeing, like, little tastes of his artwork throughout. Like um, a stained glass. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the first one that I went through, and I think all of us were together at that point, was just going through like the recreation of his studio, mm-hmm. and or at least something set up like a studio, mm-hmm. where you're seeing his desk and the walls are just covered with his artwork. And I mean, at that point, that became very overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I had talked about the moment when I... <laughs> realize, you know, when it really sets in that you're in Japan and that you've taken this, you know, long trip to get here. And that's kind of really where it hit me. Um, and then finally going through the final room where they actually had some music playing. It almost makes you wish there was music playing throughout the entire museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some music from the film playing, films playing, and just like some of the... There's a bunch of little animated exhibits to look at and these beautiful like glass paned um window bo- you know oh the window boxes right the uh, like little it's like a yeah multiple like kind of diorama yeah yeah 
That entire room. I think I mentioned this to you guys when we were in line. Yeah, you like the zoetrope. That, but that entire room was the first thing I saw when I went the first time. And nothing's changed in that room, thank God, because it's perfect. And it, it absolutely overwhelmed me. Yeah. And like, there, like I had never, before I had been the first time, I had never seen a lot of his films. I hadn't seen Castle in the Sky. I hadn't seen Nausicaa. I hadn't seen, well, anyway, a ton of them. But so, Seeing the robot with his hands up in yeah, the yeah. Uh, zoetrope with the birds flying up literally made me tear up. And I had never even seen the movie before. It was just something I haven't it. seen the movie. I'm not even sure what movie that's from. It, 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 it's it's like heartbreaking. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so I completely agree with you. And, I, you know, just to, to talk about it a little bit, because, you know, if uh, if anybody who's listening to this show, not I'm not even talking about going with us or going with me to a fanvasion trip. Page if you're page. yeah, <laughs> if you're going to Japan, especially to Tokyo, you really should try and get to the Ghibli Museum, especially if you you know, especially if you like the movies, but even more especially if you're you know, you maybe you're a creative type, maybe you uh, you see or seek inspiration from other people's creativity it it's a extremely emo- it can be an extremely emotional experience and it, it, you know even this time seeing it again just still i was like sat in that room i sat on the bench and watched that this the wheel with the spokes with the animated things i probably watched that thing like six times it's yeah. just it was just it's a light. yeah it's a thing of wonder it's a thing of wonder so uh it, yeah Go, well, seeing go. all of his art on the walls, it was just absolutely beautiful. I mean, my first film was Spirited Away, mm-hmm. and just seeing some of that, it, it it just brought me right back to like the first time I saw the film. So, regardless, if you uh, if you have or have not seen these movies, you should become a Studio Ghibli fan and then <laughs> then go to the museum. Uh, I, I you know I. Gotta say, like, one of my favorite cultural aspects about this trip that we took was Mount Takao's because it was, it was a, Mike asked me earlier and I think the day before, he's like, what? what's something that you have never done that you're dying to do? Cause I was really, you know, trying to cater this to these guys who had never been here before and well, real trying quick, to also real do quick, things that I've done. We all electronically, without meeting each other, had tabled things we wanted to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this so was that was kind process, of yeah. driving the whole week. Like, hey, we really, this many people want to do this and that. Yeah, And yeah. so that was kind of a side conversation, like, hey, what what would you do if you couldn't do anything you've already done? Yeah, so he, he was like, what would you do if you hadn't already done it? And I was like, Mount Takao, without a doubt. I would, I've never been, I saw a, uh, a subway ad for it in 2011 when I was here for work, took a picture of it, and sent it to my friend Yuriko. I was like, can you tell me about this? And she filled me in on the details and it went in my bucket list. That was absolutely one of my bucket list items. And I, even though it murdered my legs and in <laughs> hindsight, I feel like it may have caused some uh, discomfort for you guys along the way over the <laughs> the succeeding days. I still am so happy we did it because it was... It was. It really was everything I hoped it would be up there on that mountain. It was beautiful. I I think it was totally worth it. Anybody that comes to Japan, you should totally venture up there and 
It is an entire, not an entire day, but planet being an entire day for sure. But good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, well, let's actually take a little bit of a break right now and we'll play, we'll play a song and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the kaiju highlights that we've had, specifically the big ones. Dun dun dun! <laughs> crazy for me to think about because it's a at the time of this recording it is 11:20 p.m. and we've been going since 8 a.m. this morning pretty much. <laughs> we went up to uh Koriyama, probably the best day in my mind of the entire trip. Oh really? No, it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give it everything a 97%. <laughs> I think today was 110. Nice, yeah. nice. So we went up to Koriyama to visit some very incredible people. Uh, Yuji and Michiko from M1. If you're not familiar with M1, they are a toy company that have been around for quite a while. They make some of the coolest soft vinyl toys in the sort of like vintage style, but they also do a whole bunch of other stuff. They've made model kits. They've done, as I mentioned, uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they, they've done promotional work with, uh, DVD releases. And Yuji has in addition to an incredible toy collection of stuff that he's made, he's got an incredible toy collection of stuff that he's purchased over his decades of, uh, of being into this. But he also has acquired an just, like, mind-blowing, earth-shattering amount of original tokusatsu props. Say that again? A mind-blowing, earth-shatteringly... <laughs> Well, I forgot what I said. Uh, it was worth trying to say again because it needed to be said twice. I mean, beyond my channel. You know, I'm a podcaster and I can sit there and I can talk to you for probably 10, 15, 20 minutes straight without even like stopping for a breath, really. But I was speechless walking through this collection. I'm pretty sure we all were speechless as soon as we walked in there. Yeah. So, James, CJ, Canadian James, 
obviously you had were actually were you familiar with M1 as a uh, yeah. as a product company? Okay, right on. So what were you actually knowing? What did you know about it? What were you expecting before we even went up? I know the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, as far as I know right now, too. Yeah. There's no light certain things. Uh, I'm not, like, I'm into this kind of stuff, but I'm not a huge, like, purchaser of stuff. Like, I'll watch, I'm into the movies. Yeah. More than I'm into, like, buying things. And my family would not let me do that. <laughs> for their safety, let alone. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. like, just, like, big things were, like, TMK's suit was just, like, being near it, just even being able to touch it. The, yeah, the the Soshingeki GMK suit. Yuji has this thing on a rack, and it's actually the mechanical version. So even though the latex is peeling off and uh, really looking quite horrendous, it looks like Not a zombie. Too bad. Not no, no, too but bad. it looks like a zombie. Yeah, because you can see the the sort of well, the fiberglass skull, totally with the white eyes. But you can see the fiberglass skull and all the mechanics underneath. It sort of looked like a, a cyber zombie in a way. Cyber zombie Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, right? When I was walking through uh, that room, the second round, did I tell you what he did? He actually no. <laughs> he actually was showing me how, how it worked. And he was moving the head around, and you could hear all the gears and stuff going... <laughs> That was, like, so badass. <laughs> so rad. So what's another thing you really like? Well, what also surprised me was the fact that it wasn't just kaiju stuff and stuff from Japan. Like, they had the T uh, from Terminator, they had pieces. Or from Will Shuffle Horrors. Or Bro, right? Yeah, that yeah. I hadn't even thought of in years were in this collection. It's like, I got that from um, batteries are not included. They had one of the little aliens. Oh, I missed that. That's I had awesome. A picture of it. Nice, it's just nice. Like, of all things, like, mm. you know, they had one of those uh, female gremlins from Gremlins 2. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not expecting to see this kind of stuff here. Yeah, it's he's like, he's a big-time collector of movie props, not just tokusatsu, not just Japanese stuff, for sure. Jessica? So, two things. Don't talk about Angulus. He didn't have Angulus, surprisingly. I bet Um, Angulus was in Kyoto. Kyoto. (laughs) Changing your flight. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, we could talk about every single little thing in there, but uh, as I mentioned earlier. I don't know how much space this recorder has on it, so I don't think we should talk about every little thing. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, Yuji has one of two of the original oxygen destroyers. And being able to hold that was just... And operate it. And operate it. It was an experience that, like I said, it was on my bucket list, and I just never thought I would have the chance to cross that off. Right? How many fish died when you pushed the button on that? (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'm surprised these guys here are still in But just to be able to hold, like, a piece of history. Oh, like my that, God. Like, and what a piece of history the Oxygen Destroyer is, right? Yeah. And the second one, again, my first movie was Godzilla vs. Megalon. Mm-hmm. Yuji had the flying version of Jet Jaguar. So, 
I was able to hold that, and it was made of styrofoam, and it was still in really good condition, and, I mean, getting to take pictures with it, and it's just an iconic piece for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. It was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing stuff in that collection. Mike, what were what were some of your highlights from from the Yuji tour? Let's just call it that. The M1 tour. I don't know let what me, sounds Let me better. preface this that I said this, you weren't around. I could probably spend an entire day, alcohol-free, no birro, um, and just go through his closets of boxes of paperwork, and it's mind-blowing. So I won't even count that. Um... I know other people are probably going to comment on other things, but one thing that blew me away was, again, these are very small rooms, very tight quarters, uh, shoes off, you know, socks, cold feet, and <laughs> Especially in come around the corner, and there's the original Ultraman suit, hanging. And that was pretty mind-blowing. And turn my head to the right, <laughs> and there's a full case of all used Ultraman character masks, the entire wall. And I couldn't believe it. Absolutely breathtaking. It was mind blowing. And, and then <laughs> tucked within that, the Dimagine, you know, film used mask was like. Couldn't believe it. I also loved how he had the. The same statues that are outside of the Kanakawa Studios. He had like miniature versions yeah, of those yeah. that had been sculpted by, I think one of them was uh, Shinada. I don't know who did the other one, but just like as we're walking through the room, it's like, whoa! Yeah. It's like the Spinal Tap Sconian <laughs> version of what we saw at Kanakawa. <laughs> no, we're not going to do Die Machine. This is a festival crowd. Oh, and for Rachel, hi Rachel. Uh, he had a uh, very small pigmon. Like a miniature pigmon, yeah. A miniature pigmon that was actually used in the series. That's awesome. Mayor? <laughs> um, oh, I didn't steal any of uh, <laughs> No. Um, there's more thunder than any of us have <laughs> in, a, in that. And today, we. Uh, two buildings. Picking two per person is pretty. With, with thunder. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we when we saw the third room, I mean, I had no idea how big their space was, you know, when we saw, like, the third room or whatever. I just assumed that was that was over. Little did I know there was, like, eight or ten more rooms <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. to go. <laughs> um, but um, uh, two things would be uh, the... Um, concept art from the original film just sitting there in a binder and looking right at it and being touching able it. to flip through it was <laughs> like wow yeah, yeah he's like here 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 hold this because yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah. for something else Every, <laughs> oh my God. pretty much unless it was like strung up like you know for safety or whatever yeah, yeah. he would let us talk he to was, him. like, Ooh. throwing it at us, yeah. like, putting it in our no, hands. Not to mention that he was pulling things out. He was pulling some things out and pushing over some other things that I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to damage that. But, yeah, it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, actually, 
that room, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to some highlights just, from that for me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just a lot of that stuff in there, the, the records, like you were talking about with the, the paperwork, Mike, but just having this original stuff um, from the pre-production uh, phase is that I mean that's that's the uh, you know inception. Yes, that, inception. that room we probably saw half of one percent. Yeah, the stuff just yeah, from that even. one yeah. wall in the closet. Not the whole room, but no. I'm just talking paperwork. Yeah. that one yeah. wall because he opened up those those cabinets right, and it was just like. Boxes after boxes after Florida boxes ceiling. that were labeled with movie names or or character names. I mean, he turned like, oh he turned to Jessica and was like, "What's your favorite movie?" Yeah, and he was just like, looked for it, pulled it out, and he's like, "Here's the original scripts. Here's for the uh, special effects director. Here's the you know." When it's almost and- like. Oh, you only have ten minutes left. Oh, yeah, the yeah. time is going. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna really, really yeah. leave you. In that last anymore. ten minutes, he <laughs> threw more stuff at us than we knew what to look at. And yeah, then, you almost lost the script book on that for Godzilla. Because <laughs> you're like you're moving. And I was like, hey, you want to see this? Pick it up. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then. Um, Actually, yeah. all of those script books. Yeah. An entire box of scripts from A.G. Subaraya. Yeah. Signed by A.G. Subaraya. Yeah, original, original stuff. Um, and then in, in, in the prop room that had the GMK suit uh, up on the rack, it also had a, a couple of other uh, Goji suits and, and pieces of suits of other monsters, whatever. And there were... So this may seem like an odd highlight. There was just like... It's just like a box of uh, his of Godzilla's dorsal dorsal plates. Yes, there was. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, from I think he two, said it had to be like uh, two thousand three yeah. years. Yeah, yeah two thousand three. Yeah, because yeah, 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 they weren't purple. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and just picking picking it up and handling it and. That's it's. I like it's your right pause and silence there because that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it was like. Every time. Yeah. yeah, 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 and good radio too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pause for dramatic effect. Yeah, I mean, there, there was more than is possible to process in a day. Like absolutely. In, like in just oh my god, there's probably more than anyone could process in like a month. Yeah. I was thinking about that in terms of like, man, if he ever just said like. Okay, we got to get this all organized. How many people would he have to bring in to get it done in some sort of timely manner? And what person much... in Hillsboro, Oregon would take off work and fly to Tokyo <laughs> to do it? Well, I think you just answered that question when my hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> I think all but, of our hands are up. <laughs> but, I mean, it... I hope he has a very solid plan for, for this the future of this collection because it's a serious like treasure and needs to be curated. We saw the tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like in terms of using the, the term treasure, this is like the dragon horde of Tokusatsu history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what basically Yuji has True. here. Mm-hmm. Clancy. Well that even is a nice segue when you say dragon because it, I mean, it, this was not a museum. You know, this was a guy's collection. This was a place of business. This was a home. And just one of the highlights to me uh, was the fact that it was like 
I was literally just like climbing through and almost paranoid, like slithering through oh these piles. And this isn't even almost like being paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, my heart was pounding in some of those rooms. But I mean, I am climbing yeah, yeah, over yeah. Godzilla history. There's a 2000s tail and I might step on it if I'm not careful. And then I'll, all of a sudden there's like, and I love Kiro and there's just like these bits and pieces like almost like you're inside some, you know, Godzilla factory where there's just like pieces of them here and there's pieces of them here. And oh my God, there's some stuff tucked away back here. And then the second major, major, major highlight is someone who loves Mothra mm-hmm. was right before we leave is it's like, okay, so I dropped the oxygen destroyer on you, but then he pulls out a little teeny box. Oh my God. <laughs> And it's like, is that what I think it is? And then, then he pulled out another box. Uh, the second box that has the two Mothra fairies, twins. The hand models. The sort of life-size, life yeah, yeah, the dolls. Miniature. The miniatures that, that they used for for the original 1961 Mothra. Yeah, with, yeah. without even missing a step, you know, essentially looks at us and says, yeah, come on over, you know, sit down on the floor and... I'm going to let you hold these. He knew the importance because yeah. he wanted all of us to do that. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. your turn. Now sure. your turn. Sure. Now your turn. And I I will say that I 100% think, you know, the oxygen destroyer is incredible. Um, and I probably would slip that to the top. But for me personally, that that was so special. I, I never, never in my life did I think that was going to happen. And... Yeah, I mean, once in a lifetime opportunity, and it was, it was, it was, it made this trip extremely special. So suck it, Jeff Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one thing, which I, I can guess, you know, sorry to tag on a half one. Sure, yeah. I'm guessing you're not going to say it, but going through this wall closet of boxes, there was a little gap, and he pulled out this metal object. It was like, here. This is the original Godzilla film canister. Oh, yeah. Like, and it was like, here, pass it around, take pictures. And I'm like, <gasps> like 35 mi- uh So it was probably 12 minutes film. You know, it wasn't too large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there would have been. You know, no, 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 yeah, but that's probably a 12-minute 12, mm-hmm. 12 load. You know, with the original label and everything on it. And it's like, here. And then he kept digging through, going for other stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to add on. No, man. No, that's, no, that's like, a key point right there. The, well, just, I mean, even him just saying, oh, here's this thing. Now now that you've got this in your hands, I'm going to move on to this other thing i got to show you. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the things I loved about being there. It's just he's obviously very gracious and welcoming us into his home. And the fact that it's just like without hesitation, he's just like pulling these things out and he's seeing our excitement about seeing these things and it's getting him more excited. You know, I think at one point somebody asked him like, I, oh, I think I was asking him like about movies and stuff. And he said, I was like, what kind of movies do you like? Or you asked what kind of movies do you like? And he was like, uh, I like, uh, Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> so it's for you know, for me, I'd say my two highlights. You know, it's it's very be very easy for me to say the the guns. You know, from oh, yeah. from the from the from the Godzilla series, the the alien guns. Or it'd be very easy for me to say the poster collection. Or it'd be very easy for me to say the 
Sonoroma art, which I original freaking artwork. lost my mind over. But honestly, I have to say, like, the toy section, because nobody could talk about the toys. Yuji's collection of his own toys, that room, that first room that we walked in, where it was nothing but M1 stuff. And I look down and I see this GMK brand maquette model kit. And I had seen that one time when Ed Gojicheski went to Wonder Festival many years ago, posted an image of that on somebody's table, and I never heard anything else about it. And I, that's like one of my, like, obviously the listeners know I love Varan's design. And when, then they know for sure, because I've probably said it hundreds of times, that I'm so disappointed that that design of Varan didn't actually make it into GMK. Yes, I know that the cheek spikes from uh, King Ghidra were a direct reference to Varan, but the fact that he had this like maquette uh, model kit of it, like not available, but right there. I was just like, I have never seen anything that beautiful in person. That's something, you know, like where you're like, I want to see that in real life. And it's so, just like, boom, right so there. So real quick, you're holding it in your hand, grab your iPhone, hit the reverse button. So it's pointing back at you. So you can take a selfie. You did not take a picture until after you'd done a full 360-degree turn so that the lighting was perfect. Like, that's hold right, on, that's hold right. on, hold on. And I was like, dude, you've already gone around. You're like, I'm looking for the light. I'm looking for the light. <laughs> you know, in all fairness, those lights were freaking bright, and it was really hard to get a good photo. Am I not right, James? Indeed. <laughs> so anyway, that was one of the highlights. And like, that's totally one of those things. Like, If I could find that online for sale anywhere, I'm sure it would be so much more expensive than I could afford. So being able to see it in real life is honestly is a treat. And, you know, maybe someday I'll put that on my, you know, my grail list and I will get it. But it like I posted three photos from our visit there because a listeners should know we're not going to be posting any photos of the props because we were, we were asked, sorry, but we were asked not to, you know, and that's the deal. You respect what people ask in these situations. So, uh, you know, I posted three photos and that was, that was one of them. So yeah. I loved it. In terms of props though, the highlight that I would have to say are the non-kaiju stuff that he had and not, 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 uh, American stuff. The Japanese props. He had props from Zerum. So many props from Zerum. <laughs> if you see full costume, the full costume. He had the the hat from Mizu that Mizuo Yoshida was wearing, and uh, he had guns and uh, yeah, costumes and set pieces. And uh, you know, as I'm as I'm rounding the corner, you know, anybody who watched the documentary heard me talk about this movie. As I'm rounding the corner, I see the costume from Sakuya Yokaiden. And I was like, is that what I think it is? And I asked Yuji, and he was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then he goes, oh, just a moment. And he slides open the glass case, and he goes, <laughs> you know, you know Katana? And I was like, oh, yes, the sword. And he goes, and he pulls out her sword which is called Muramasa. It's a demon hunter sword. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. 
Jessica, please come over here so I can take a picture of it. And, and then he, not only did he hand me the sword, he pulls it out so I got to pose with the sword in hand about to kill my And he held up demon. the card with her. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So honestly, I mean, that's just like a, a prime example of how amazing that experience was. And I, we purposefully did not go into too much about this because it's, we don't want it to get into a whole like, yeah, look what we saw kind of thing. But just the fact that it, this visit today, I literally, I'm going to sound sappy. I think it touched every single one of oh, us yeah, in our hearts. Absolutely. And like, like uh, we mentioned multiple times, we were speechless. We were flabbergasted and we walked out of that house going like, Oh my God, I cannot believe what we just did. You know, you know what was really puts the icing on the cake for what you're just saying? It wasn't planned for. Mm. We had True no story. knowledge. True. If we had known, hey, he's going to have a suit and we're going to go visit this place, we'd be like, oh, that'll, that'll be cool. And it would have been on our docket and figuring out, hey, how are we going to fit this in? How are we going to do this? But it suddenly came up and all of a sudden it was like, hey, we got it slotted in for this time frame. We got to go. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. We had to change the tickets for the oh, whole that's train right, that's to right. come that's back right. because they looked at our tickets and was like, this is not enough. Yeah. You I not mean, time like, to everyone else yeah. has gym shoes to slide on and off. I kind of have like multiple lace ones. So we'd come back to the main room and I'd lace up my shoes. And then we'd go to another room. So you'd have to take off your shoes. <laughs> and then we'd come back to the main room. Like, I had no knowledge of how many rooms we were going to. And so we stayed there, what, an extra hour, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Michi went and actually changed our tickets for us, which was, again, so, I like, humbled. I am so humbled by the fact that she did that for us. She yeah. met us at the train station. Yeah, yeah she met us at yeah. the train station. I mean, it's just that it, I felt So, it's because like of Michi this so actually happened. This. Because, yeah. again, it was like the Haishia situation where mm-hmm. Michi reached out to us. It was like, you know, you're here in Japan. Jessica, please bring everybody to come see us. And it was just one of those things that... When an opportunity like this arises, you cannot pass it up. Um, and we did not. I mean, we didn't even touch upon the Gamera stuff that he has. And it's just the stuff we've talked about was maybe, what, 5%? You said, that. Well, no, you said like, well, I think it's more accurate to what Mike said. Yeah, a half, fr- one, half, yeah, one, half percent, a fraction. A fraction. Yeah, a I mean, fraction, yeah. It, he has stuff down in Kyoto right now for an upcoming exhibit that's going to be opening up. So, Which I really, 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 really wanted to say because we had heard that he has the Mega Godzilla suit, but I would say second or third room gone. Yeah. Oh, didn't right. even care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not even care that I didn't get to see something that I thought. Oh, it's going to be there. I could not care less, but didn't care at all. It was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. It really was. It really was. And, I mean, again, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I feel like we've really hammered that point home to you guys, the listeners. But uh, So let's go ahead and move into our final thoughts. Hold on, hold on. Okay. What's that? You know what's really cool? What's that? Is finish out the day and go 30 floors up. 
in the Godzilla room. I know you talked about it at the beginning, but like this is the end of the day. We're sitting in the one official Godzilla room on a hotel with Godzilla. And I high-fived Godzilla's hand when we walked in this room. Yeah. Appropriately, appropriately at the very end of a long hallway, just tucked away. Yeah, Every black. other room, it looks all the same until you just pop that door open. Slide <laughs> Actually, that. The first time I walked out the hallway, I was like, am I going down the right hallway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like this is going to end and there's not another room. Yeah. Although yeah. if you stay here, try not to walk directly into the mirror <laughs> that makes it look like it's a bigger room than it really is. Yeah. So do you think they intentionally made it 30 stories high? Oh. <laughs> he is kind of breathing fire mm-hmm. and his head's kind of in the sky. Kind of. True story. <laughs> so, uh, so James, CJ. Yes. Uh, overall, I mean, I assume you're pretty happy with this trip. Oh, of you know? course. I'm glad you came, man. Thank you so much. And thank you for bringing an international flavor to an international trip. <laughs> Some of your, like, all the way discussions that you've been talking like Walgreens, like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I have a concept of it, but I don't know what it is. Well, I'm glad you came, man. Thank you so much. And uh, Jessica, also, thank you for being here. I, I, I know this has been a bucket list trip for you. This has been so mind-blowing for me. Um, I, I'm sure I can speak for all of us when I say thank you, Kyle, for setting this up. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, putting this together, because without you, I'm sure we none of us would have come to Japan for maybe years. So Well, thank you for saying that. But also thank you for helping out with uh, you know the, the two big highlights from this trip were absolutely because you were on the trip. I do my best to help whoever I can. Well, it was absolutely, I, I'm sure you can tell, we yes. very much yes. appreciated on all fronts here. Well, have you been meeting like, fellow kaiju people? Like, I've never met Anybody outside my family that are, like, into this kind of stuff. Oh, like, yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a dream come true. Well, I'm glad we could make your dream come true, yeah, man. Absolutely. And, of course, Vaba. Glad you're here, dude. I'm glad I'm here, too. Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't know how to put it into final words, because we're not done. And well, that's right. We still have another day. That's true. You know... Huh. It's weird, because it's like every day not necessarily got better, but by the end of the day, it was better. I mean, the 108 stairs every <laughs> day was deadly. Deadly. And then, you know, as the team lead, you gave us a half day off, sort of, uh, a respite, uh, which was definitely needed to recharge the batteries. But, you know, I just think every day just kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better, and... Um, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't. Uh, my final thought, I guess, actually would be: I don't think I could have ever loving Godzilla, giant monster movies, ever think I could have chanced coming to Japan, knowing or not knowing anyone, and have had this experience. So, take out your napkins, take out your hankies, 
Dog, you're out, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, wipe your hands before you eat. <laughs> Snap on the rubber glove. Bend over. <laughs> Where is this? Where are we going? Here? <laughs> we need a roadmap, buddy. Well, now, look at the time. So, uh, James, what about you, man? Final thoughts, I guess, on this on this trip, even though, uh, like we mentioned, tomorrow's our last yeah, day. So, yeah, so, yeah, to do. Not, not quite final. Some final episode. thoughts for the episode. On not the quite trip. final thoughts, yeah. Our, uh, <clears throat> uh, so, this past summer was my first G-Fest, and it was the first time that uh, I really got to, you know, hang out with a, a crowd or, you know, a room full of just a, a population of fellow G fans and um, it means a lot, but it also just, it feels very different from my day to day life where even, um, you know, friends and, and everything, they may appreciate a facet of it or they may be, you know, in, enjoy one part of it or, or another, but just other people where you can just, bring up someone's name or bring up an event in one of the movies or, and, and they already know what you're talking about. Right. You don't have to preface it with anything, right? You don't have yeah. to preface it and you don't have to stop yourself from prefacing because they're not going to care. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, dude, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's obviously one of the things, the best things about running the podcast is like finding other like-minded people to, to discuss these things with and, you know, hang out with and really really get a feel for, you know, how they, you know, one person likes one thing, one person doesn't like another thing. And like what you're saying, how like, you don't have to say, oh, so there was this thing and a thing and a thing and a thing. And that's going to lead me to saying, oh man, you know, when I look out this window, I think of Yoshio Tsuchiya looking into Godzilla's <laughs> eyes in 91. Yeah. You guys all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Um, so... <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, it, it was hanging out with, uh, with, uh, Eugene. I kind of got a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. He clearly oh, yeah. cares a lot more about it than anybody he knows, you know? Um, and so seeing, you know, experiencing our enthusiasm definitely did something for him. And then it's just, it's the same for me, just being around other people who oh. are, enjoying it for the same seeing the same things that I'm seeing. Yeah. Right on, right on. So signing off on that about him and his thoughts about that. We all um left to go to the train station and everyone was in line and again because I had to tie my shoes and it took longer. I was back in the line and I realized he was actually coming along with us. And so I kind of looked over at him and you know, we're walking and heading to the train station and I can't, I've been trying to remember as we were wrapping up final thoughts, like what got to it, but there, there was some setup of, um, something about being old or you're being young. And I turned to him and I said, old, I never get old. And, you know, two steps later, he goes, just like Peter Pan. And I'm like staring ahead and I turn to him and I'm like, just like Peter Pan. It's amazing. That's the way he thinks. And, and he had a huge never portrait. Never grow up. No, but he has a huge yeah, portrait yeah, yeah, yeah. of Peter Pan as we went up the stairs. Like hand drawn. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Yuji was amazing. Clancy, final thoughts, if any? The Clancy. Well, I just think 
I just think it's incredible that we put together this trip. I mean, Kyle set it all up. Um, we all decided to come. We all made it happen. I thought, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better group. I think everybody here that was on this trip is an awesome person. And tour guide stuff. It's kind of an ass. <laughs> um, but I, I, that just, that just made the trip for me. And, uh, all I can say about that is, you know, good things really do happen when you leave the house. Um, and maybe, you know, it's not within your, you know, at this point, it is impossible for you to go to Japan or it is impossible for you to do this or that. But I just think people should, you know, reach out to other fans, go to movies in your local community if you can, you know, mm-hmm. um, when they're showing things that you're into or, or even try to set things up on your own if it's just not possible and, uh, go to the conventions that are going on because being able to experience this stuff with other fans is 100% better than doing it by yourself. Um, and I, I, I just could not have asked for a better trip. This, this has been incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you all. You know, thanks. I, like I said earlier, this, the group is great. We had a total of seven and it was super manageable at, from my end, you know, super manageable. And you guys were always enthusiastic, always ready to go. And, you know, when we brought up a new idea, it didn't take very much at all for anybody to say, yes, let's do this. That seems like a thing I want to do. So it, that helps a lot. You know, it's, I didn't, I didn't encounter what you would consider any like roadblocks or red flags from this. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say again, I'm sorry, Emily didn't come, you know, it would have been great to have her. Also, Scott Werner. Totally bummed that you weren't able to go, man. But uh, hopefully this will not be the only KaijuCast fanvasion. And we'll definitely be able to uh, take another excursion to the land of the rising sun. And uh, I don't know when it'll be, but you've, you've all made it very worthwhile.
Is there a No. Edit. Edit. Edit, boy. Spoiler alert.